like to see Ken's biceps in there. <laughs> biceps are his traps, though. That's the. His traps. Dude. Man, I wish I fast. wish I was there, like, man. It's hard to. People don't want to do the hard work. Man, I haven't seen you forever. Oh, actually, you can't even hear me. Can't. No, he can't hear me. Here, he can hear you now. I can hear you now. Oh, now he can. Yeah, I was yeah, no, yeah. I was about to say. I was like, I haven't, I haven't seen you in a beal in like so. Yo, we're just saying that, man. So <laughs> I haven't seen a beal or shy. I saw shy in the hospital, but like, I haven't seen yeah. a beal in forever. Yeah, it's so good. It's so weird to see people walking around because it yeah. feels like you're in through the COVID thing. It's just been everyone's in their little silos. Oh yeah, and also like this, the giant plastic mask. Yeah. So you you can't recognize anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And then once in a while, I've had a couple moments in the hospital where I've been, I'm like, am I being weird right now? Because I. I'd go up to someone and kind of get excited. I'd be like, oh, hey, and then it's not. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Having this issue where people in the hospital think I'm uh, one of two at two attendings. Either oh, Dr. Yeah. Patel, who apparently I look oh. a lot like. Really? Yeah, kind of, yeah, actually. I don't know. I haven't really worked with him, though. I've seen him in yeah. lecture. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've had someone go up to me and just like, oh, okay, so like we're ready in the OR and we're just going to, and like I turn around and I'm like, uh, no, no, no. Like, whatever you think I'm capable of, it's, it's not. It's not me. It's the I'm the opposite of that. You just went with it. Yeah, I should just went with it. Yo, without yo, imagine. Shows I mean, how far would you get before they go? This guy's. Yo, you, you ever seen that DiCaprio movie? What's that movie called? Catch me if you can. Yeah, catch me if yeah. you can. Where he fakes everything and he makes he, he impersonates a doctor and he's like, that's right. It's so funny, man. Anyway, so I guess we could just. Yeah, we're start. Start. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, welcome back to this clerkship life. Um, we're going to do another round of the QMED spotlight, we're calling it temporarily, where we kind of highlight um, the student projects or just uh, just cool things that, that our, our fellow uh, QMED classmates are doing. Um, so today I'm joined by Daniel Shi and uh, Ken Choi, two, uh, two of my classmates who uh, have been working on a project. Uh, do you want to introduce the project? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my name is Daniel. Um, I'm one of the uh, Nabil's classmates, one of the fourth year medical students, and uh, I'll let Ken introduce himself as well. Hey guys. Yeah. Uh, Ken here <laughs> for the, uh, another classmate of uh, Nabil and Dan's fourth year, and uh, we're excited to just talk about this project that we've been on. Yeah, yeah. So the project that we started is something called the uh, Queen's Clerkship Survival Guide. And we started this project um, uh, actually because we believe it's important for QMED students to have a resource to uh, sort of look to and sort of uncover the past experiences of previous students that have undergone clerkship. And uh, we got the idea actually, uh, we must admit, like from uh, UFT, which already had a clerkship survival guide, and we thought it was a great sort of initiative to sort of bring to Queen's. Um, a lot of this also stems from um, a lot of uh, people, our classmates will ask, ask people in the previous rotation, like, you know, like, how was uh, the rotation? Where do we go? Uh, what do we do? And uh, we thought, wouldn't it be great if we had this information recorded so that people in future years could also use it? So that's where the idea came from to start this guide. So that's where when Ken and I really started to sort of create this document and recruit other people in the class to start uh, out with the project. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really awesome project. Like, I, it's one of those things where um, once it's created, you wonder why it wasn't there before. Yeah. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, a, it's weird. It's, I guess it's also maybe a, a perspective thing because you, the UGME does a great job of like setting us up with a bunch of resources mm -hmm. and here's what you need to do to study for this, uh, block. And maybe this is what you need to prepare, but, uh, it's hard maybe to put them, for them to be in our shoes in terms of like, yeah, sure. 
technically we know all those things, but then when I start in the morning, I have no idea where I'm going. Yeah. Or like, mm -hmm. yeah, be, be at the OR. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to get up <laughs> early and I'm going to be a good clerk and all this stuff. And then I, I go to Hotel Jew and I'm like, oh, wait, I don't know where the OR is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's totally part of the reason why me and Dan thought this would be something that's you know extremely useful for, for clerks and for the other medical students yeah. coming up. It's just like, you know, half the, half the battle is, you know knowing when and where to show up and that's also half the anxiety as well I mean I've certainly felt it too like going on to a new block and just thinking about okay you know like where am I supposed to go like what are my real expectations here yeah. and I think it's cool just to have some sort of you know survival guide as, as me and Dan kind of put it where we really write it in terms of you know peer-to-peer -peer, essentially um want to make it as though like you're asking your friend you know, okay what sh what can i expect for this block what can i do to maybe prepare like where i have to go for this clinic or this clinic so yeah. it's it, it really is sort of you know like qmeds kind of passing it down to one another with cool yeah and Nabil and Ken said it so well. It's like UGME does a great job with setting up with, us up with resources, like and also as pre-clerkship, telling us the content we should know. But when it comes down to it, when when it comes down to starting a block, uh, the first question that really comes to your mind is where do I go and what am I expected to do? So those are kind of the things that cause a great deal of anxiety among students. It's totally normal to feel that. Like Ken mentioned, he's felt that Nabil, uh, you probably have two starting a new rotation. Definitely, I have as well, and I think that's totally normal. But I think there's definitely things that we can do to help reduce that, and uh, and by reducing that anxiety by knowing where to go and what your expectations are, you can focus more on what's more important, which is your learning for that rotation and figuring out uh, what you actually want to get from it, figuring out how to see patients, what you can do better. Uh, you shouldn't be focused on finding out uh, you know, where the OR is, how to write a dictate, how to do a dictation, what the format you should be using is. Like those are not things I think that uh, you should be trying to like, you should focus on figuring out, but rather there should be more emphasis uh, on figuring out uh, how to get the most of the learning experience, how to improve your patient care, yeah. and then seeing how the attendings do that. Like by getting that, those small things out of the way, you can focus more on what um, uh, you can do to become a better medical student. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's uh, very well put, right? And I think ultimately, it's easy to get lost in the details when you're in clerkship because so much is going on. And, yeah. You know, a big part of it is that you're every couple of weeks you're moving to a new place or yeah. you're starting an entirely new rotation where it's like, oh, I finally got my anatomy done for uh, orthopedics, and then suddenly you're doing psychiatry and it's completely out of the, the window, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think that that's the benefit of doing sort of like peer-to-peer uh, -peer, if you want to call it for lack of a better word yeah. but like that classmates at your level or or students that are experiencing something that you know that the rest of the years will then uh subsequently experience like passing down that knowledge um is super important and i think that's always been a huge strength of our school of mm -hmm. having a smaller community you know it's like you uh you freak out about stuff and then you ask an upper year and they're like no no, no don't worry you don't have to you don't have to lose your mind for this and here's here's ABC what's important like yeah. make sure you do this mm -hmm. and your anxiety won't be there you yeah. know yeah exactly Nabil it's like the people like it's very well said that um, you know it's, it's already there the school has already been doing it what we're essentially doing is just formalizing the process having the yeah. record of it down yeah. um, and just sort of you know reinforcing that human spirit yeah, yeah. oh and I love it I love like you know it's the simple things it's just like you guys also put like some uh, pictures just simple oh, pictures yeah. of where to go mm -hmm. where we're to be it just uh, it's really useful yeah. Um, and kind of on that note, I kind of wanted to talk about just random, like it's such a relevant thing because, um, 
for me, I'm a person who I can study well and I can maybe be prepared for the, uh, the cerebral aspects of the of rotation, but I really struggle when it comes to, you know, like Ken was saying, like half the battle is showing up and being there on time and all this stuff. And I've already, I'm always like, you know, borderline on that. And in medicine, that's late. Eventually I would just find a nurse. That would, that would be the way I'd get through it. I'd just I'd be like, please, God, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And they're the greatest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and sometimes like, that's just what you have to do. Like you just have to be okay with, you know, asking for help, you know, yeah. like just having that humility where it's like, you know what, I, I am lost. I want to yeah. be late. <laughs> already kind of sweating because it's like, you know, I have to quickly grab my scrubs. I have to find somewhere yeah. to change. You know, I have no idea, but yeah, like you know, sometimes it's, it's really nice to just kind of admit that be like, you know what, like, yeah, I don't know where this is. You know, I'm, you know, the clerk rotating onto plastics or whatever it is. Right. Like, could you please show me where X is? And mm -hmm. yeah, like it's yeah, like for the large majority of the times, it's like, you know, they're more than happy to help you out. And, um, you know, certainly when you're, we're kind of going into new blocks, you know, every two weeks, every four weeks or whatever it is, it's like, you know, it's totally a new environment. So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think that's, it's like, now's actually a good time to sort of talk about what is in the guide. Like, what are the components of yeah, it? And, yeah. and so it's, it's very good that you brought up the component of why, like, uh, are pictures in there? Like, how do you figure out where to go? Because, yeah, we've all been lost, just as you talked about. And yeah. I've definitely been lost many times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, generally, the guide is sort of set up in a way that um, we have sort of the rotation format as sort of the first section for each rotation. And that sort of talks about, you know, where the rotation is, first of all, where everything is, and may or may not include pictures of, you know, like, uh, this is where to go, directions on, like, you know, how to get into the OR, for example. Um, and also, like, how long the rotation is, some kind of admin stuff like that as well. Uh, and then the second part of the guide, which I believe is almost or just as important, if not more important, is, is clerk expectations. So that's, I think, um, very key because it tells you what you're going to be doing. Are you going to be working directly with a preceptor? Are you going to be seeing patients by yourself? Are you sort of like uh, following residents along? So that's also a very important part of it. Um, it also may outline your other responsibilities like dictating and the types of you know work that you're going to be doing as well. Yeah. Um, the third thing on there is uh, sort of assessment strategies. So what from UGME do you have to complete? There's a massive amount of paperwork um, uh, which you have to complete. And the thing about it is just difficult to keep track of what it is. You don't want to miss anything and then have yeah. to do it later, right? So that's uh, going to be on that list as well. Um, and then also uh, there's going to be sort of resources uh, for how to prepare for your for, for the rotation if you're studying in advance. So that's, I think, is an especially key part of what previous students have to offer because they can tell you what apps and resources they found uh, useful. Um, and then uh, there's also high yield topics to review. Uh, and then that's like what you were saying to Beal earlier, where like a student, you kind of freak out, you study everything, and then the upper year student will tell you, oh, this, this, and this is the most important. This yeah. is what you're gonna see most commonly. So you know uh, to review those topics, right? And then that way uh, you can focus on the, of the more um, uh, pertinent aspects of when you apply it uh, in clerkship um, and how to learn from those as opposed to trying to learn a topic for the first time. Yeah. Um, and then finally, some final tips, any other additional tips that uh, upper years may have for people who are starting that rotation. So that's sort of the way that the, the each rotation is broken down to and divided in uh, to sort of give people a summary or a synopsis of what you'll be doing. That's awesome. I love that. And I I, uh, I just like that it's it seems uh, very much for our level, like literally at your at your stage of training as a clerk, this is what you want to see. It's all there in, in one or two pages. It's not overwhelming. Yeah. And uh, it helps you kind of like... Uh, make some categorize what you've got to do because yeah. there are it feels a limitless uh, amount of assessments you know you're going you're going into a rotation you've got to get your evals in you need 
got assignments that are that are looming, and then you've also got uh, you know the exam to worry about. Or yeah. it, and it's easy to just uh, you know really just want it. There's it, it's it's very impressive to just show up every day and be there. That's that's in itself a huge success. But you uh, like uh, for, at least for me, I can speak for myself that I've gotten lost tons of times where I'm just like I. Oh my God! I would have totally done, been more on top of this if I just had it in the right uh, spot, you know, yeah. had it in recent memory or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, like, yeah, just like showing up uh, after just like you know searching the entire hospital till you find <laughs> the location you're supposed to be, and you're definitely gonna be in a more anxious state than if you knew, like, you know, this is exactly where I'm supposed to go. Right? Yeah, like that's yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah, and sometimes like that's almost like the beauty of. I guess like the nuanced aspect of clerkship, you know, like for, for the survival guide that we've, that we've written is that like, you know, it's, you know, you check in here, you go here, you go here, you do this, but really it's like an aspect of that is kind of going through it yourself as well. It's like, you can read about someone else's experience, which essentially this, um, it is, it is what it is when, you know, if, if Dan, um, wrote it or if I wrote it or if one of our wonderful classmates, wrote it, they took away the experience, uh, in that block and what they may have found useful, um, and then it's like maybe you found something useful as well that wasn't really included in the guide. So I think that's also like a really cool thing about um, a sort of uh, spearheading something like this is that like it can get passed down. And certainly that that's kind of the discussion we've had with like the AS and everything about how we can really pass this forward and keep it updated for uh, other classes as well. Yeah. And it can only improve that way. And it kind of goes back to that whole idea of like, uh, you know, it can the QMED community is pretty strong and we have, we're, we're very lucky to have a school that's close knit. Um, and because it's so easy to feel lost. Like if you're, it sucks to try to do it alone. Cause, uh, I feel that maybe you can even say that generally about medicine is like when we put ourselves on an Island and have no feedback from anyone in similar scenarios, we think we tend to, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, it's hard work. Um, even at the level of the clerk, like, it's uh, you're dealing with people's families and people's uh, real human beings, right? And you, um, the last thing you want to uh, be thinking about is like, oh my God, there's a just a huge blob of sweat that's going down my you know temple or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, especially with the with the I've had this experience where like I'll run to get somewhere or, or let's say in that scenario where I'm just getting there, this is actually making me seem like I'm just always late. But let's just assume, <laughs> let's just assume. Yeah. Um, I, I show up and then you have to change into the mask with the visor because you need eye protection. Yeah. And like, I just, all the, all the condensation going through glasses <laughs> and this, the visor, it's just like, I'm trying to keep it together. I'm just like, breathe take it easy. You're fine. You know, no one, no one really knows, you know, and I'm just fogging up and people, yeah. I'm like, people definitely can see it. Yeah. Uh, that's, the, yeah. That's, that's the glasses struggle right there for sure. Glasses yeah. <laughs> it's the little things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, I mean, that's like, like as clerks, like something else actually to bring up now that I just thought of it is that, you know, like, uh, patient care is, is, is super important. You realize you're dealing with like uh, real people and their families, right? And oftentimes when you see a medical student, it could be like, you know, their first interaction with the healthcare system and, you know, being able to uh, sort of project that confidence and then being able to talk to them in a way where you're, you know, not frazzled, right? Like that's, I realize that's actually quite important, like for them to have confidence in their care and for them to know, like, you know, what, uh, who they're trusting, right? So that's something to consider as well. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's like, it's, it goes back to that whole idea of just being present, being in that moment, you know, the infinite present. It's, it's like, if I, if I go and get flustered about something, it's uh, the, a lesson I've been trying to put into practice is like, you know what, you maybe got a question wrong that you probably know the answer to, just let it go. And before you go and talk to the patient, just at least try to be with them during those moments because, yeah, man, it's like you're talking to people's uh, family members and, and that, it's, it's, it becomes very real when you, tra when you transpose your own family member in that scenario. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, uh, and even though there's a bunch of, sometimes a lot on the line for us yeah. in terms of if you're trying to make a good impression and if you're really interested in a specialty, like you're very, uh, you're very much thinking, oh my God, I got to do well. And I, I don't want to seem incompetent or whatever, but sometimes you miss the point of a scenario when you think that way because mm, yeah. you're already kind of like priming yourself to think oh i've got to do well i've got to do well and then usually when you think that way it ends up the opposite ends up happening where you're you're too flustered and you're too you're too um uh distracted to to, to be real with that person yeah. who might have a lot to say yeah um, yeah, yeah. That, that's part of friendship that also has been um, it's just in that's I feel like we use the the term a lot, but like it's uh, it's uh, it's a privilege, you know. You yeah. get to you get like someone walks in and within within a couple of minutes, sometimes seconds, you're you're in their world. They open up to you about you know very sensitive yeah. things that they're doing mm -hmm. in their life. It's like you you there's a there's a lot of uh, you need to there's a lot of energy that goes into being there for them, like yeah. meeting them where they're at. Instead of like, um, here's my algorithm and whatever. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah. Um, yeah. No, absolutely, man. Like I, no, I totally agree with Camille. Like it's, it's something that's really like interesting. If you kind of stop and think about it, um, like once we're kind of going through all the blocks and everything, like, you know, we look at the patient list or whatever it is, we kind of go through it stepwise, man. We go and take our histories, physicals, try to make up a plan, but like, if we really kind of sit there and think about it, like like how you're just kind of talking about right now it's like yeah it's a it's it's a huge privilege um and you know it's it's a position it's like we're getting to know these patients you know pretty pretty intimately and in in a, in, a, in a spot where like they may not you know be in the greatest of health they may be in some sort of distress right so it it is certainly important to just kind of be mindful of the fact that like you know, take those patient encounters and take those moments and, and just be mindful of that. Yeah. And, and, and Nabil, you, you put it perfectly where you said like clerkship is, is a privilege. It's a huge privilege for them to, yeah, for, for us to be even be involved in the care of these patients and, and to see them at their most vulnerable and to see what the amazing work that the physicians and other healthcare staff do for these patients every day. Right. Um, and it's also things, of course, that, you know, as, as medical students, I mean, like just, of course we, we don't do that much, but, but um, <laughs> in terms of, there's a lot of things that you can do to make the patient feel better. And, and oftentimes we're so focused, as, as you said, on, trying to look good for the rotation to look good in front of the staff to look good in front of you know like like everyone else but like what's more important is actually like you know like how are you making the patient feel right that's something that often people forget about like often med clerks like or myself admittedly like i've i don't i don't remember that at least when i start right like i'm so worried about how the staff might think about me but what's more important is what the patient thinks right what's more important is is how to what the impression that they get from uh, the care that they're receiving right and uh, a good example here is something that uh, that we put in the guide 
actually is that and something that one of the upper years uh leah allen actually told us during a talk and i always remember this too it's very important is that when you're in a merge or when you're doing an internal console and you merge uh, something that's very important is to pick up the phone actually and call the patient's family and let them know what's going on give them an update on where you're at or what the staff is thinking right like that's that's very important and that's that's a way you can make a difference right for the patient and their care um and, and a lot of people we, we don't even think to do that we, we don't know that you know like their family might be waiting outside anxiously because of covid they can't come in and see the patient that's actually being treated they don't they don't know what's happening so by you picking up the phone and giving them that call it makes a world of difference for them um, and it's something I, I wish i could tell every medical student or every clerk that's sort of going to be on there right yeah. just just to know that and to be able to do that it makes a real difference for these people yeah that's a great example of like getting collateral, even like talking to the family, taking that moment to update the family is enormous. And uh, it's, it's funny because like the, I've had this switch in my mentality where when I started off, it was, do I know everything? And do I, do I remember the, the, how these symptoms associate with this disease? And, and then do I know the third order question that I might be asked about it? You know, that kind of, that was kind of my focus. And um, you know, Pretty soon, after, pretty soon after, I think maybe block two, three, I realized the softer skills are actually the most important. You know, mm -hmm. it's like the, when I t started slowing down and uh, part of this was actually, you know, having the right resources and making, making extra time for myself by getting up a little earlier, you know, trying to get there earlier because then I'm a little more calm. But like uh, the soft skills of, of, yeah, like talking to the receptionist, talking to the nurse, like re rooting yourself in reality you know because it's easy to be oh man i'm thinking do i know this criteria for this or do i know the dose starting dose for this but it's like um how much better your world gets when you when you can maybe brighten someone's day or maybe you're having a, a, a tough day and you talk to a nurse and this has happened this happened to me tons of times where i've just been lost and i just i just go up to the nurses and it's a I get, I have some degree of social anxiety, like I get a little nervous, but pushing through that every single time it's led to, you know, hey, you're good, you're with us, like we're working together so we can help this, you know, this patient, this, uh, which is, like you said, kind of ultimately what matters the most. Um, and then I, and funny enough, it's like when you, at least I found for myself, when I'm oriented to that, I do a lot better. Like, on the assessments and all the objective measures, the performance is better because you're more in tune, sort of. Um, yeah, and those, those are the greatest things. It's like the things you can't, uh, that you can't memorize and you can't, uh, it doesn't matter how many Anki cards that you do, yeah. um, or Anki or however you say it, it doesn't matter. It's a, those skills are just uh, being, being a human being, being there, being present. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a good skill to, to, it's a good thing to start um, honing in on early because I feel that it's easy to lose if you're not vigilant about it. And, yeah. and you know, not that you lose your compassion um, or your empathy or anything like that, but your, your perspective on what you're actually doing because it's easy to get, you know how it is, you know, you're, you're, um, you're always, uh, we, we all, our brains are kind of, programmed in a way where we're always looking for the next step up you know yeah. mm -hmm. you, you get into med school and it's a huge dopamine rush and everything is perfect but then the dust settles and suddenly you're like oh but all these people are pretty smart too actually probably smarter than me and i should probably do this and this and this oh this person did this but so, so much better 
it is a slight reframe into like, oh wait, I actually like get to do this. Like yeah. I get to be there for people, and uh, you know, if I work on being present, then I can be there even more. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, Nabil, for sure. Like I, I think, um, like some something you brought up very important is that is that the goal of clerkship almost is, is to get perspective from them. I think that's the most important thing. It's not not just your perspective, but perspective of the patient, right? Perspective of the other staff caring for the patient, perspective of what people go through every day. That's the most important thing you can get. And, that, and that's what I believe clerkship has, I've taken the most away from clerkship, right? What it's like for someone to actually experience illness. Like, like that's that in itself is something we could never imagine, like especially people who are healthy, right? Um, and that's something that uh, you get a little closer to uh, when you're involved in their care. But it's nothing that you'll fully understand what they're going through. But, but you, we can always try and we can always do a better job of it by exposing ourselves to that. And I feel that's ultimately the goal of this, right? Of, of like, that's why we don't just have classroom learning for all four years, right? The goal of this is to understand that social aspect, right? About what it's like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and to some degree, and I think this is a point I forgot to make earlier, but the, the part of what makes, um, you know, your project good as well is that you um if you are as prepared as you can be in terms of where i have to be what i like in, in reality how's my day going to look like um if you can put that stuff to the side then you can you, it gives you the time to actually like take in what you're what you're actually experiencing and part of it is like you're kind of picking a specialty at the end of the day too so if uh if from the career exploration point of view it's better as well because you you can really take the time to understand. Okay, well, this is this is actually what the nuances of what a nephrologist does, or what a psychiatrist does, or whatever. Um, and it's uh, definitely hard to do that when there's when you when you create more clutter for yourself. Let's say, yeah, just kind of the whole uh, the whole process of clerkship has been kind of wild, right? Like it's uh, it's been it's been a unique couple of years for everyone, but then especially for. Uh, med students over these past couple of years and the year above us had uh, been pulled out of clerkship which was terrifying and they had some people were in electives and some people weren't and there's there's always going to be drama about like you know what's the most fair equitable way to, to, to solve those situations but when when shit hits the fan it's it just happens you know like the, the COVID thing just happened and, and, and uh, for the first time I saw that like Oh, like we, none of us really knew how to handle it or knew that how, how it would evolve or, or what have you. Um, but then for, you know, the 2021s got halfway kicked out of clerkship and then came back. Um, we kind of had an interesting paradigm too, because we almost had, we got moved to zoom classes along with the, the class below, but you, you had clerkship approaching and you almost had too much time. It was mm. quarantine, you're stuck at home, there's there's too much. Suddenly, you know, before quarantine, I was like begging for an extra hour or two. You know, in my mind, yeah. it was like, if I could just put extra time into this, then I could make this mm-hmm. part of my schedule or whatever. And then suddenly it was like, whoa, I've got the whole day that I'm almost stuck with, uh, with my thoughts sometimes. You know, it's a, it's a whole mm-hmm. different paradigm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went from that to clerkship hitting quick. And, yeah. and nonstop, I mean, right now when we're recording this, we have our first or, or our really our only really big break coming up in the uh, start of August. Um, but we've been going straight, you know, consistently yeah. going from rotation to rotation. And we're closing in on block eight, block nine and, and kind of crazy, cr- crazy to think. I mean, yeah. 
it feels like yesterday we were talking about, you know, hey, let's try to go out and play, you know, Smash or, or play uh, foosball or something yeah. ridiculous. Something just you know, like, let's go get a coffee because we're going to go back to class. Yeah. And uh, and then suddenly, before you know it, you, you're, you're in block eight or nine and you're thinking about your future. Um, yeah. and, and then there's the other classes who kind of had a unique experience as well. I mean, that I can only imagine doing uh, Zoom interviews for med school. Oh, yeah. That's one thing. It's like, wow, that's that's that must be tough. And then also just like starting off med school in, in Zoom or, or, or a year into med school going only to Zoom. And you're kind of like, it feels like you're in the nether sometimes. It feels like it's just yeah. uh, like when we were talking earlier, it's like being on an island. Yeah. I definitely felt like I was on an island then. I was like, I... I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know, um, you know, it's like, it's just like when you don't rip the bandaid off or you rip it off slowly, it's just like, oh my God, I know it's coming, but I'm, I'm, uh, I can't, I can't do anything about the, the outcome right now. Yeah. And, and Abil, you brought up some really important points there. I mean, like uh, clerkship, right? Like there's, there's a lot of things we've experienced. We've been nonstop since January, right? Burnout's a real thing, like not only for uh, medical students, but also for staff and everyone else working there, right? It's yeah. it's difficult to, to work that long without breaks, right? Um, and then another thing you brought up is that the clerkships looked very different for everyone uh, throughout the years. It's and, and that induces a lot of anxiety in itself, right? Like what's going to happen? What's going to happen in the year? Like what are, what changes are being made? How's it going to affect me? Right now, there's a lot of concerns in our class about elective capacity, right? Uh, but there were concerns in the class before us about um, are we even going to come back to clerkship? What's going to happen now? Yeah. Um, there's concerns in the classes after us, right? They're like, when are we going to start clerkship? Um, am I going to have to do Zoom interviews as well? I just did Zoom interviews to get into medical school. Like, yeah. is this really how life is going to be for now on and it just goes to show i mean like that um that, that you can plan for everything in the world right you can plan for clerkship you can plan i'm going to show up at this time and i'm going to do a great job but really what happens is is oftentimes going to be different right it's almost never going to be the same you're not going to know what the preceptor is going to want you're not going to know what kind of patients you're going to see or what, what you're going to be good at right um and those are the things that kind of surprise us right and and that's totally okay that happens to everyone yeah. um which is why I, I believe you should also shouldn't like settle on like a specialty or something too early right because you don't know what you're going to like and what's going to uh, happen uh, when you walk into those different rotations mm -hmm. uh so that's something that, that, that's i think that's an important message in itself as well you can prepare and prepare and prepare but what happens on the day of is, it can be totally different and, and that's totally okay like we have to learn to be okay with that yeah yeah definitely and it's it is actually a wild thing to to think about um you know like how how far we've gone since since january i guess um going non-stop and then coming up we have our electives and yeah. you know all the, all the things that we got to think about with that and certain specialties you know what are we interested in um, i mean it's it's a lot to kind of compress all into the time frame that i guess we've had right yeah um and certainly like like you guys are talking about you know the years below us you know entering medical school in zoom and then you know thinking about okay you know what's how how is this whole pandemic going to change like our perspective and our like paradigm through med school too man it's it's just a lot to unpack sometimes and you know, I feel as though it's it, it it really is tough to kind of break that mindset like we were talking about earlier, where you know we're always kind of thinking of the next step ahead instead of kind of being like present in where we are right now. Um, it's I guess that's the the fine balance, right, that we have to go through, especially with uh, clerkship and, and medicine stuff. It's like you know there's an aspect that we do have to plan or think about and adapt to, no matter what it is, but. 
you know, also trying to be, you know, present in the in the in the time that is passing right now. Because yeah, like you know, you blink and we're going into block eight. So <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's 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 just a, a really interesting thing to stop and think about. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I I I love that we're talking about this because I've kind of. I've had a lot of these thoughts through through clerkship and, and maybe even leading up to clerkship because we had a little bit uh, quote unquote extra time we were still in classes but um, you know that yeah that that whole thing of edging forward every single time you you're, you do something and then you're kind of looking to the next step and um, it almost feels like sometimes we're and the positive side of that is yeah you keep working hard and you keep looking forward and you don't you don't uh, you don't kind of go into sloth mode completely, but then you also kind of don't appreciate what's the gravity of what's happening sometimes. And that kind of sucks. And it feels like that, you know, it's like, when does that end? Right. If I keep thinking that way that it's like, okay, well, I'll be happy when I can, you know, be a decent at the level of resident and we become a resident. I'll be happy when this X assessment and if I can publish X paper and you can expand this, and it, it's a, sort of a paradox of itself, you know, um, doesn't really end. And, and, and you, you, uh, you can, you can definitely see how, like, if you were to extend that logic, you could be, you could be blinking and 10 years pass by and you're like, dang, like I, um, like I, I took a moment the other day to appreciate cause I was, I keep thinking about specialties and flopping between, you know, seemingly infinite specialties. And then, I had this thought of like, I was, when I, before getting into med school, I was happy just to even like sit on one of those chairs and just be the bare, whatever, whatever, there is no true bare minimum. They're all amazing, you know, physicians who do great work, but it's like, whatever the the, the perceived minimum is, I want that, you know? Uh, And I, I'd, uh, I never really had that crassness about like, or, or, uh, this specialty is is uh, prestigious, and this is what I want. And if I'm not this specialty, then I'm not, you know, working hard, or I'm not valid in what I'm doing. Yeah. But it's like where we are right now, who we are right now, and for everyone listening who's in med school and who's who's in the QMA community, like where you are right now is where you're supposed to be, and 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 there's a glory in what what, what you're doing, and and um, even even just getting through those days where you're kind of struggling and you're, you're, you're just, cause something you feel, maybe you guys can attest to this cause sometimes it feels like clerkship, you're, you're getting it and you're moving around and somehow like things are popping off and you're kind of, you're kind of in the, in the zone. You're, kind of, you're talking to patients, you're having good interactions and it feels effortless. But then a lot of other times it's like, you're just treading water. You're just barely getting, just barely getting a word in or barely getting uh by the day just because it's, it's, you're going through a tough time or, or whatever um and it's good to just reflect on it's good to think and i feel great when i when i can uh get out of my head that way you know it's like oh my god i, I i'm in and i get to do this amazing job and i get to have awesome friends that are in the future going to be colleagues and um meet amazing patients and get to i just it's amazing yeah yeah 
and and that's that, that's something that's I'm, I'm glad you brought this up Nabil. like the clerkship is full of ups and downs right like no matter uh, how you think about it like um i've definitely had some days where it's been great some days where it's been just terrible right yeah. um and i don't know what it is about those days in particular like um, um but sometimes you know you just you just don't do a good job right like that's just how it is um um and but something else to realize is that those are the days where, where you get better right those are the days where you really learn how you can be uh um sort of like how you can improve right um and it's not the days where you you do really well <laughs> where you say this is where i'm going to get better and yeah. and a lot of times those days that i feel that i'm not doing so well um often comes from my own perceptions too like you said right it's like oh i'm not doing this because you know like uh i'm too slow at this or i'm not feeling this and and getting out of your head is, is an important aspect of that too right um uh, something which which I can remember is like almost like not being able to find you know for example where um, uh, some of the the lidocaine syringes were right so like that's like that in itself causes a great deal of anxiety because you're you know your preceptor asked you to get it and you couldn't find it and that, now you look really dumb so like those are kind of small things yeah. that that make you look <laughs> that ruin your day but but they really shouldn't right yeah yeah exactly it's, it, it happens to me all the time or like you know where the order forms are for this or stuff like that right but just taking it like even like if you think about the environment there is positive right like the healthcare workers everyone there is, is, is great right like if you just take a second to ask the nurse just be nice and say hey like you know like uh it's my first day here like like where can i find this and and don't always direct you right so that's and, and that's how they that's, that's how you really can you know take advantage of the um uh, of the great community that we already have here around yeah. here right and, and they they like it when you do that right like people like it when you're a part of them when you acknowledge them and then because uh, they you you realize that that they obviously know more than you right like those, yeah. those nurses the clerks the nurses. there they, they know so much more like if, the, the war clerks especially right like if you want an order put in if you want to know where the requisitions are they always know where all of that is they've been working there for like you know 10 20 years like they're gonna know right and yeah. and they're happy to share that experience with you right you just got to make sure you acknowledge them right and, and you and that's an important part of being a medical student or a clerk too right be able to acknowledge the whole community around you and, and be part of it right yeah yeah absolutely and uh, i like what you said about yeah, definitely. There's a lot of times that it's self-perceived. Uh, like you yeah. can't find something. Like that's such a classic one. Hey, can you get the lidocaine? And then I pop, I go, yeah. And then I turn to the nurse. And I'm like, can you help me find lidocaine? Because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my preceptor is watching it. Like, oh my god. But <laughs> but that's yeah. that's in reality like that the awkwardness of those moments like. When you're when like when I was talking about earlier, like being nervous before surgery, not knowing where to go, the nerve, the nerves would have never stopped if I never asked the nurse. You know, you yeah. kind of have to. There's always this element of you push through some discomfort, maybe take a bite out of your pride a little bit, and and then you get humbled to the scenario. And um, in the majority of cases, that's the move. You know, and that's what yeah. will uh, get things kind of back to baseline for you. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously this is not to say like, this is the baseline. What we're talking about is like an everyday shift an everyday uh, scenario. Uh, I don't want to minimize the, the fact though, that sometimes there are preceptors that are having things going on in their personal life and, and, and um, who might overstep that line and you're completely validated in and feeling that that's not right. Like there are scenarios where yeah. it crosses that line. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I don't know, it's kind of arbitrary, but I think the line is where, when it gets sort of personal, like if it's, if, it, if it's about medicine, if it's about the knowledge, then I can take sort of a grilling about it. Like I don't mind, yeah. I learn, even if it's under mm -hmm. getting a bunch of questions wrong. But when it's uh, yelling at you personally, 
when it feels like, okay, no, this isn't just about me as a player. This is like, this person doesn't like me. Well, that's, that's, uh, those are scenarios where, um, you're validated and feeling like that's not right. And also if they pass a, a threshold that you feel com comfortable, that's, it's in your right to report that as well, or, mm -hmm. or at the very least reach out to other classmates and people that you trust in, in yeah. your little communities and bubbles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the the biggest thing about clerkship too is just being able to kind of you know, I just unwind with uh other classmates, uh friends, just kind of share experiences, especially, you know, the the good and the not so good, right? Just um like what you were saying, Nabil, you know, some sometimes it's just uh I mean we've all had those experiences where, you know, maybe we took it personally when we shouldn't we shouldn't have or we took it one way or the other but you know it's i think one of the things that i found was um um really good for me just to kind of vent i guess and you know like i dan surely knows too like we've talked about a lot of experiences that we've had in clerkship um you know it's, it's just important to have that group with you and and it doesn't mean it has to be you know other classmates you know like yeah your, your girlfriend your family members like mm -hmm. you know i mean it, it's it's just being able to kind of discuss that in, a, in an open environment with with people who've maybe experienced the same things or that can kind of really relate to you. Um, you know, that's that's a huge thing about clerkship as well is that um, you know it's it really kind of goes back to you not just being alone along this journey, right? Like it's really about kind of knowing that we're all in this together essentially, and and finding those supports that you need. Yeah, and that, that's, an, that's an extremely important point, I think, like to bring up, and I'm really happy you brought up the fact that, you know, like, there are times where, you know, we, we can take stuff that's said personally, right, or that uh, even when uh, people around you can be unfair to you, right, to, yeah. to, talk, to say that, and it's important, that's, I think, is, is difficult in itself, and no one should feel unsafe, but it's also, I think, an important learning point, right, like people, um, yeah, a lot of people, like, who, who work there, like, um, not only have, like, um, can, can have a lot of burnout too, right? Like if we think about the responsibility that residents and attendings have, you think about the number of hours they work and the time that they put in for healthcare, right? This may not be what they uh, imagined it to be, right? They may not have known that or like uh, even so, like they may not realize the nuances of, you know, working and seeing like all the time and commitment that they have to put in, right? So like sometimes that frustration is, is can, can um can be let out in different ways right so acknowledging that other people are also facing their struggles and realizing that what they said towards you is not personal i think that's important too right to realize that um and that's an important part of clerkship is again learning about the perspective it's not just your perspective but a perspective of people working in healthcare and the patient and so many more perspectives out there that uh, you sort of get some insight into yeah yeah definitely and then um i really like all those things that we're talking about are, are, are solid they're huge points they're they're uh, huge clerkship uh, pearls, if you want to call them that, like the, some of them being like, we are all in this together, like, and open, try to be open to the idea of letting other people riding with them, because it, it's kind of like we're going to war sometimes, you know, and it's nice to have someone by your side, and being able to not, uh, being able to take a step back, and to reflect on certain things, and, um, you know, vent and release some of it because it is a lot you take in from people sometimes and, and it's a lot regardless. Even if you just have a baseline normal day, it's like you're taking in, uh, you know, a, a person's life, a person's sometimes a very sensitive diagnosis. Uh, um, you know, there's just a lot of information that you're taking in and it's, it's 
to reduce as much as possible that whole reality of us then blowing up on other people. It's like learning how to, you know, seek your support, you know, mm. and get that kind of stuff out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I love all those points. I think that, I think that, you know, we can, we can even kind of say goodbye on that one because like, there's nothing better I can say that, that we're, we're, we are all in this together and we're, we're here to support each other and, mm -hmm. um, you know, meet, meet yourself where you're at and who you are right now is, is, is uh, truly someone who's um, extremely valuable, even if you might not think so. And, uh, and um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an honor. It's a kind of a privilege to be able to do it to begin with. Yeah. And on that note, I just want to uh, quickly mention and give and give a huge shout out. Actually, uh, going back to the guide on the people in our class that contributed to it, yeah. and uh, I, I can't remember everyone. There's been so many of them, but they've all put in a great amount of time and commitment to doing it. And I also want to give out a, sh a shout out to um, the residents that also reviewed the guide as well. Uh, give a uh, give a shout out to Leah Allen, uh, who's an emerge resident who helped review the guide, and also Sharon Wong, who's an internal resident that helped review the guide. So uh, just a huge thanks to those people and to acknowledge that this project would have never been possible without them. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you guys. Um, shout out to Sherwin, who's awesome. He beat me at Super Smash Bros. And it was amazing. Uh. Um, <laughs> random, random uh, uh, lots a little bit. But uh, thank you so much, Daniel and, and Ken, for joining me. It's really, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. And I think we um, we had some real chats about like the realities of Clerkship. And uh, congratulations on your project. I hope to see it just uh, develop over the years. It's, it's, it's awesome stuff. Great. Thanks for having us, Nabil. Thank mm -hmm. you.